Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against cancel culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. It is Monday. Monday, April 25th, uh, my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary to me and my wife. Uh, Went away for a little celebration. Very, very short. It was great, though, because I went away the day after. The day after the uh, mask mandate was lifted. So I got to fly a lot. Without a mask, I got to mock and ridicule all the people who are still wearing masks, particularly the young, healthy people. I understand the old and the obese and the immunocompromised. It makes them feel better. It doesn't do anything, but it makes them feel better. The young, healthy people who are doing it just to, just to virtue signal, they deserve to be uh, roundly ridiculed. But uh, we don't have to get into masks today because... We got so much more to get to and so much so and a great way to start the day, to start the week. If you're just uh, uh, hearing the news, I think it just broke this morning. Do I have that right, Ironhead? I think you're going to have to do yeah. me a favor, though. You're going to have to pop up that picture of tubby Bill Gates with his big droopy gut and his big droopy man boobs that uh, Elon Musk tweeted out uh, earlier uh, over the weekend. I believe he said, if you want to, if you need a boner shrinker, take a look at, <laughs> take a look at Bill Gates. I need that now. I need that now because I'm aroused. Uh, and you know what? It's probably misplaced. You know, maybe nothing will change. Maybe, uh, maybe the uh, Musk will take over Twitter and it'll still be a place, you know, for the, uh, for the woke, for the politically correct. Maybe you still won't be allowed to tweet out things like, Rachel Levine is a man or Leah Thomas is a man. Maybe that will get you banned. Maybe you won't be able to say, gee, there was a little election fraud, a little voter fraud in 2020. Those are things that have been verboten under the current authoritarian regime out there in Silicon Valley. Elon Musk is coming in to save the day. We hope there is the picture if you're uh, watching along with us on Locals is the picture of the pregnant man emoji, which is ridiculous enough that we have pregnant man emojis, but it does have a striking resemblance to Bill Gates, <laughs> who never hesitates to tell you how to live your life, what to eat, uh, you know, how to sustain the planet. This load is the guy telling you, you know, how to uh, tell you what, what goes into a proper diet. What a fraud. I mean, and I have to say that Musk did this while he was uh, still trying to um, obtain Twitter. Um, and yeah. uh, and he also tweeted, by the way, that he was moving on, which was not good. You saw that over the week. It said, I'm moving on. And it went, uh-oh, is it over? So lots of people were saying, well, you know, they managed to fend off the uh, hostile takeover of Twitter by Elon Musk and Agrawal, Primag Agrawal, and the rest of the woke tyrants are still in control. Well, apparently not for long. This is just breaking this morning. I am looking at a, uh, a Reuters story uh, just posted uh, I can read you uh, the lead and uh, you could decide whether we should get uh, un unnaturally excited about this or not. Uh, it says Twitter Inc. is poised to agree, is poised to agree a sale. I think that should say to agree to a sale to Elon Musk for around 43 billion in cash 
the price the chief executive of Tesla has called, quote, his best and final offer for the social media company. Twitter may announce the $54.20 per share deal later on Monday once its board has met to recommend the transaction to Twitter shareholders. The source said it is possible that the deal collapses. Uh, at the last minute, the source said um, they they don't want um, Musk to take over. They don't have a choice. I was wondering, and still, we may still see the poison pill. We may still see uh, some some shenanigans here on the part of the Twitter board, which owns very little of, of Twitter, as we saw, other than Jack Dorsey, who owns 2%. The rest of them combined own next to nothing uh, in terms of Twitter stock. And if you're making, and, and, and Musk knows what he's doing. He knows this is a great offer. He knows if you're doing the best thing for the shareholders, they have to accept it. Uh, Twitter shares were up four and a half percent in pre-market trading mm. in New York on Monday at 51.15. But I mean, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm, uh, uh, you know, just not looking at the whole picture. God knows it's complicated. I'll go on from Reuters. The sale would represent an admission by Twitter that its new chief executive, Parag Agrawal, who took the helm in November, is not making enough traction in making the company more profitable. Uh, Twitter shares were trading higher than Musk's offer as recently as November. So they've done a poor job. Twitter's take, I mean, if you're a shareholder, if you're just an average, you know, say you have a thousand shares, you're looking at this going, uh, if you're a trader or you're just an investor, you're saying, I don't care about, you know, whether they can continue to, to censor uh, speech that they don't like, speech from the right. I don't care if Donald Trump or, 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 or you know, whatever, uh, Charlie Kirk or Babylon B is reinstated. I just want to maximize the profit from my investment. I mean, the the people who care about, you know, the the culture, the, the climate at Twitter, uh, they, they, they're the board. They're not the, the stockholders. The stockholders are saying, this is why I invest. I invest to maximize my, my profit here. And they're going to, so I don't see, again, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a, a layman. I'm a, a, I'm unaware of all the intricacies, but it seems to me that Musk knows what he's doing and Musk Unfortunately for them, this is not about business. I mean, he can afford this, obviously. He secured funding from Morgan Stanley. Uh, he already owns 9% of the company. But I don't see Musk taking over Twitter and not making dramatic changes. And by the way, not reinstating Donald Trump, which for some reason is the nightmare scenario for the people on the right, for the people on the left, the New York Times, uh, the Atlantic Magazine, Washington Post. These are people who fear democracy, you know, who fear, I forget the headline, it was something like, the, the Musk's dilemma is how do you reinstate democracy and, and also, you know, free speech. And I'm going, what? All you do is let people speak. You, you don't, you're not allowed to, you know, make threats or incite violence, but you're allowed to say, gee, I think, you know, uh, it's not fair for Leah Thomas, a, a, a male to, 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 to beat up on the girls or it's, or there may have been some erection, uh, <laughs> election irregularities in Milwaukee or, 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 or Atlanta. You're allowed, you're allowed to even say in this country, last I checked that I don't think their election was fair. I think it was rigged. You should be allowed to say that. You, you were allowed to say it in 2004 when Bush won. You're allowed, you were allowed to say it in 2016 when Trump said it. They just had this. They sent out a memo. They sent out an email said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to call it the big lie, and we're going to stigmatize, demonize anybody who repeats it. It was coordinated from, obviously, the Biden regime and their, and their uh, big tech wing, which is Twitter, which is Facebook, which is YouTube, you know, with them coordinating, they said, we will suppress anybody who doubts the legitimacy of the election of Joe Biden. You can believe it was legitimate 
and still say, I will debate you. I will, I, I will, hell, I will dismiss your opinion. I will say you're, you're an idiot and dismiss you, but you can't say you can't talk. You can't have a voice. And that's hopefully what Musk is doing. I'm sure. I mean, I, I know there's no such thing as a left wing left winger who gets banned, who gets, who gets censored. Um, but you can't have a world. You can't have a, a social media platform where the where Vladimir Putin is allowed, <laughs> Putin. I thought he was Hitler. Mm. Where Putin, Putin's allowed and uh, Trump is not. You can't have a social media platform where Taylor Lorenz is allowed, but Charlie Cook and uh, Tucker Carlson are not. I mean, I don't care who you are. It's absurd to say one side can speak, the other side cannot. That's just not, you know what it is? It's un-American. How's that? I will, I will say it. It's un-American. I have not been banned, so I'm not, uh, it's not about me, although I do often feel like that day would come. But here, here's why they did it. They did it, they've done it over and over again, is to uh, intimidate people, people like me, so that if you feel like, sending out a tweet questioning, you know, the results of the uh, questioning Rachel Levine. Um, you think twice. That's what they wanted. That was the goal to make, if they can ban the most, the loudest voices, people like Donald Trump and, and, uh, you know, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos and whoever, uh, you know, Alex Jones, I hope he gets reinstated too. I really do. I mean, I, he's a, he's a conspiracy theorist. Uh, what he, uh, he, you know, he was the first one banned and most people said who cares it's alex jones mm. but everybody should be allowed to speak everybody should have <laughs> have a voice and if it's a crazy conspiracy theory voice then you they, you dismiss them or you debate them or you say they, that person's a nut and ignore them block them yeah <laughs> i love the idea that you know gee isn't there a thing called the uh, known as the block button can't you block someone if you hate them can't you just say, I don't like, uh, no, the Babylon Bee. I'm going to block them. Why is that not the solution to these people and their sensitive feelings? Hell, we went through this with COVID for two years where you weren't, and by the way, most of the things that were uh, forbidden are now accepted and mainstream. Like, you know, obviously the, the vaccine doesn't stop the spread. Obviously masks don't work. Obviously shutdowns and school closings were a bad idea. But if you said that a year ago, as Alex Berenson learned, you were banned. I mean, Berenson was banned for life. I'm, I'm pretty sure Elon Musk will say that guy should be allowed back on or whoever Musk puts in charge will say, we're not going to do that anymore. Alex Berenson, who tweeted and oftentimes, as I've said, a million times. He, he often linked to the data, linked to studies in Israel and Sweden and Europe. And, you know, here's the latest. He was banned because he was a skeptic because he wasn't a, he wasn't in the cult of Fauci. So they had a, you know, they, they had their, their, their beliefs and, and it was almost cult-like in anything Fauci said or Walensky said and anything Pfizer said, and a guy like Berenson would say, you know, gee, look at it this way. And they banned him for life. How can anybody, I don't care how crazy left wing you are. How can anybody think that is right and just and, 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 and uh, fair in this day and age? It's just insane. So hopefully this deal goes through today and things change tomorrow. And I, again, if I'm, speaking to somebody who, who hates Trump, who's hoping you know, Biden gets reelected. I don't know anyone like that, but I'm assume, I assume they're out there. Why don't you want Trump on there? Why? I mean, he's, he says he hurts himself as much as he oh, yeah. helps himself. More so. And you know, you know what you're going to see if Trump's back on there, you're going to see him tweeting crazy things about, or, you know, just, uh, about they rigged the election, they stole the election, they, they, they and you're going to go, okay, you know, you can say that, but how does that help in 2024? DeSantis is on the offensive. DeSantis is is the is the standard bearer right now for the for the right. He's you know people. He's the, in my opinion, the popular choice for the uh, nomination nomination in 2024. 
And Trump's just going to seem like a bitter old guy. He might be right that they did steal it and rig it and everything else, but he's just, he's not ready to move on. And I think a lot of other people are. So let him speak. You really think he's going to help his cause? Why do so many Democrats, so many liberals want Trump silenced? Do you really think he helps himself when he starts screaming about, you know, election fraud and they rigged it and they stole it and the biggest scandal? And you're going, you know, that all could be true, but I think we're all ready to move on. Look forward. You know, we're, we're putting that behind us and making sure it doesn't happen again in 2024. So that day when he's back on there and you see all these capital letters and exclamation points will be wild. It will be wild. There'll be all these people in the New York times and Washington post will be saying, you know, I'm done with Twitter. They let Trump back on. And I'd be like, really? Because a former president is allowed to speak. You're done with the platform. These people have lost their minds. It, it was a very uh, a scary trend. Oh, I'll, I'll say it again. When you just can't debate your opponent, you must silence them. You, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Is that really the the country you want? Where you 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 make up this lie that it's dangerous misinformation? Hell, over the weekend or the end of last week, we had. Um, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton speaking out against disinformation and asking big tech to do more to censor, to silence their opposition. Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton would be the two leading uh, (laughs) proponents of disinformation, the two leading disseminators of disinformation in the history of the world. Um, If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. What would you call that, Barack? Would that be disinformation? Hillary Clinton bought and paid for the Russian hoax conspiracy that went on for years that the mainstream media ran with for years. That would be the definition of disinformation. And she wants big tech to censor people she disagrees with. And uh, it is a frightening trend. Hopefully this is the, the latest uh, battle in this war. And, and the great Elon Musk is going to win it for us, for freedom. But the amazing thing is he has no intention of silencing the other side. You know, if that, right. if that were the, if that were the case, then we could have the debate. If, if there was some right winger buying Twitter saying, I am going to shut down the New York times, the way Twitter currently shut down the New York post, then you'd say, Oh, that's, that's interesting. I, I would still be rooting for the right winger, but, He's not doing that. He's not promising to shut down anybody. Everybody is going to be allowed to speak. Isn't that a novel concept in America today? But we're going to see it's breaking now. It's fluid. It's uh, exciting. I hope uh, every, I hope I'm not wasting my, my optimism here, my excitement, but man, the idea that to, that, you know, any day now, all these people who've been banned and censored will be actually allowed to speak. That they will actually allowed to tell the truth about Rachel Levine or about Dr. Fauci or about Pfizer. That's exciting. People uh, on both sides, people uh, on all, all all across the spectrum, should be allowed to speak. Um, I think the only question now, Ironhead, will be: Will Chris Wallace be allowed to speak? <laughs> I mean, uh, of all the stories, and I got a long list that broke while we were away for a few days. Um, there's there's all kinds. I mean, the Taylor Lorenz story is just wild and hilarious. And we're going to play some Taylor Lorenz because the, the, it's, the thing with Taylor Lorenz, if you don't know who she is, she's a person who works for the Washington Post, who used to work for the New York Times and Atlantic, who is certifiably insane. She is an absolute psychopath who rails against people who dox. And at the same time, she doxes for a living. That's what she does. It's, it's comical. The, the dichotomy that is Taylor Lorenz. We could play some of that. Um, the CNN plus just, I'm telling you, when I heard that news, I laughed out loud. I needed that picture of Bill Gates that day. Cause It is a colossal, remarkable, epic failure. CNN Plus lasted 
three weeks, $300 million, three weeks. And I just want to review the, the programming schedule for CNN plus, and maybe throw it out to you, Ironhead and to, to our listeners, our viewers and ask what, what, how did this go wrong? I just don't understand it. Uh, a, a, um, climate change fanatic set himself on fire in front of the uh, Supreme court, which I'm um, sorry, that also made me laugh out loud. This is a guy who is um, afraid, probably a guy screaming that the world is going to end in a ball of fire in eight years, mm-hmm. believing the lies he's been told by Bernie Sanders and AOC and Ed Markey and John Kerry. This is what happens to mentally unbalanced people when you lie to them for so many years about the end of the world, they decide, you know, there's nothing left to live for. I'm going to light myself on fire. We do have some video, which is, you know, graphic. We'll put that up there warning. And uh, I guess I need to know, I need to know um, if ESPN and uh, the sport and sports illustrated and all the mainstream sports media are going to spend a week talking about how racist Yankee fans are because they threw stuff at players of color. So I, I know, I know the rules. I will review them. We will review the rules on this as we know them uh, here in Boston, that when a fan throws something at a player, a player of color, that means the entire city is racist and always has been. I think it's time the New York Yankees ownership and management apologize to the fans for 50 years of racism in that city. We'll go over, I'll review some of the incidents. I mean, New York has a lot more racial incidents than Boston. So I don't understand why this wouldn't be another indication that New York is just a racist city, but uh, we have to we have to get to CNN plus CNN plus, which is which was the funniest story of the weekend. They uh, pulled the plug on their streaming service. I, I don't even understand it, to be honest with you. Why couldn't it last more than three weeks? Why was it so urgent to end it? It uh, by the way, good news. If you're a, a subscriber. Uh, you have a few more days. It doesn't actually technically end till the 30th, which is Friday, I believe. So you get a few more days of parental advice from Anderson Cooper. That's the kind of quality programming you got on CNN Plus. They had fewer than 10,000 subscribers. Right now, as you know, Ironhead, we're speaking to uh, approximately twice as many people as subscribe for, <laughs> sub, as subscribed to um, CNN Plus. It's amazing the kind of idiots who are in charge of um, big budgeted entities like this. Um, they, they decide, you know, they have to take advantage of the you know the streaming uh, craze. They have to get a subscriber base. They put it out there for $6 a month or $60 a year. Uh, Fewer than 10,000 people subscribe. As I said, I'm looking at the schedule. You tell me what went wrong here because I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm baffled. First of all, you have their, their flagship show, the show that was going to carry them all, propel them all to new heights called Who's talking to Chris Wallace? <laughs> you telling me you didn't grab your uh, credit card and get online and say, I can't miss this six bucks a month. It's a bargain at 10 times the price to hear who's talking to Chris Wallace. Well, I gotta say streaming's a young man's game. I feel and uh, no way better to, you know, bring them in than get old Chris Wallace, Chris Wallace, Mike Wallace's son went, he left Fox news, which dominates cable news. He had a real prime spot Sunday morning, Fox News Sunday, where you interview, interviewed all the heavy hitters. It was a great job, great gig, barely worked during the week, did the one show on Sunday, probably made a couple million bucks, actually more than that. He absolutely sucked at it. He was a total suck up to the to the Democrats. We saw him uh, moderate a debate and, and uh, do everything but stand up and cheer for Joe Biden stopped Donald Trump from bringing up Hunter Biden's laptop, the biggest 
political scandal yes, of our did. age and, and not only stopped them said, hold on, I want to get, I want to talk about things voters care about. Let's get to climate change. So we couldn't talk about the laptop full of, you know, sex and drugs and scandal. We had to talk about climate change because God knows we never do that. And by the way, that topic is just uh, like handing it uh, on a, handing the, 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 debate on a platter to to Biden and saving him from having to talk about the various scandals involving him and his son. But anyway, I hate Chris Wallace. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. This was glorious. This was almost as good as watching him light, light himself on fire. Literally, he did it figuratively. Uh, he, he has nowhere to go now. I'm not sure what he even does now. Does he work for regular CNN and no one will see him? But uh, his... Here's the other, if you, if you, you know, subscribed and you were looking forward to it, I'm sure these shows had you all excited and you're pretty bummed out. <sighs> Jake Tapper's book club. Were you pretty excited about that? Ironhead? <laughs> yeah, I read a lot. Uh, parental, this is a name of the show. Parental guidance with Anderson Cooper. <laughs> parental guidance with Anderson Cooper. What the uh, Okay. All right. Oh, uh, this show didn't have a name yet, but they were working on it. Rex, the Rex Chapman show was coming. And I mean, I was pretty excited. They, I've never seen a program with a host who just steals all his material from someone else. Who, who doesn't have an original thought in his head. Well, that's the show where he's going to, uh, you know, make homages to people who are still alive thinking they're dead. Uh, I'm looking at the, uh, this is actually from CNN plus a press release and it says Rex Chapman. He celebrated the highs of NBA stardom. <laughs> re start rebounded from the lows of opioid addiction and reinvented himself through social media. If anyone could find the silver lining in today's tough headlines, it's Rex Chapman. He brings heart and positivity to conversations with celebrities, athletes, and everyday heroes. New episodes every Monday. I cannot believe. Actually, there might be one today. Can we find out if there was is one today? I want to see it, hear it, because I'm. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm absolutely giddy that Chris Wallace failed. That Chris Wallace is a bust. This is close to to to, to watching Chris Wallace fail because Rex Chapman is a, a thief. We know he in his younger days stole laptops but what he does in social media and maybe the people at CNN plus or CNN didn't understand but all he does is pilfer other people's videos and other people's memes and say oh isn't this wonderful look at this feel good story someone else did it and he took it and doesn't give him credit and somehow he was going to be the guy who uh Finds silver linings? No, he doesn't find silver linings. He finds other people's material, lifts it, and presents it as his own. Oh, my God. So CNN Plus has their own YouTube channel, and Rex Chapman has an interview with Ben Stiller. There's a clip on it. It has 422 views in six days. No. <laughs> and he also has an interview with Eric Legrand that paralyzed... Um, All right. Um, was he football? Yeah, Rutgers, Rutgers football yeah. player. Yeah, uh, it's been up uh, for two weeks. It has 195 views. You're kidding? I am not. 195? Yeah, let me pull this up. Jesus, Oop, wrong one. Um, all right, let's get to. Uh, well, yeah, while you get into that, I'll give you some more of the uh, highlights. Boss files with Poppy Harlow. Here's my favorite because you know my kids are older now, but I'm always looking for parental advice, and I know you are too. It's called Parental Guidance with Anderson Cooper. Who, who is running that place? Who was running that place? That's the name of a show. Parental Guidance with Anderson Cooper. Ready for this? New dad CNN anchor Anderson Cooper gets parenting, parenting advice from experts as he navigates life as a working parent. Anderson confronts everyday challenges from sleep schedules to screen time to audience questions about relatable daily struggles. New episodes every Wednesday. Can you imagine you got young kids here? I'm sure you've, I mean, have, you know, looking for advice occasionally on how to properly raise your child. Sure. You're going to look to Anderson Cooper for, 
a parental advice on from sleep schedules. Well, who, else, for, who else would I go to? Oh my God. And then somebody, somebody at CNN said, this would be, this will be a great idea. Uh, let me, uh, this, this will get people to dig deep and pay extra. By the way, he's a, uh, Anderson Cooper is almost 55 years old. Just adopted a couple kids. As everyone knows, he's gay. His net worth, according to this, uh, Website is fifty million dollars. He's a obviously a a child of privileged son of Gloria Vanderbilt, living in some beautiful you know seven thousand square foot townhouse or penthouse and off Central Park. He's a guy you can relate to, you know, as a parent, as a young parent. <laughs> Ironhead. I can't imagine where else you would get parent parenting advice other than. Uh, uh, Anderson Cooper, but here's my favorite. I shouldn't say my favorite. These are all great. And and Chris and Rex Chapman, but we're not going to ever get to see, because this was scheduled to begin in May. Carrie and Jamel speak easy. Co-host Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion toast and roast the stories uh, that everyone is talking about. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, from the biggest headlines in sports, politics, and culture, they'll tell you how to see it. I can tell you right now, I haven't even seen the show yet. You give me a story. Give me, just give me any story. Headline from today. Big story. Go ahead. Throw it at me. Go ahead. Elon Musk appears to be. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a racist. He's a privileged white guy. He's a rich white guy. I'd like to see a black guy get the chance. Elon Musk is going to bring back Trump, who's a racist. He's going to bring back Tucker Carlson. Racist. He's going to uh, let uh, these racists speak. He shouldn't be. We should censor him. It's all racist. It's all uh, it's all a conspiracy against uh, black people. Got it. Got it. There's your, there's your first episode of Speak Easy. By the way, Jamel <laughs> Hill. Jamel Hill probably get two million bucks to sign with CNN. Probably. Still have to pay her. They, they according to all reports, they lost three hundred million already. She'll have another job by the end of this week at some other left wing media outlet who will pay her to do her, her hustle, which is every, everyone's racism, everyone's racist, everything's racist, white supremacy, systemic racism, blah, 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 blah. That will be what you get from Jabel Hill somewhere else. The greatest grifter of them all. She has made a fortune. She's a lousy writer. She's a dour, predictable commentator. She just has, has a thing to sell and it is white guilt a thing to exploit and it's white guilt and it's worked for her and God bless her. She's going to continue to cash in and uh, she hasn't blocked me yet, which I'm kind of disappointed in, but she will. (laughs) Most CNN shows get like sub 1 million viewers. So what exactly were they expecting with this? It's a good question. These are shows. These are people who don't draw an audience on free cable TV. So people don't tune in to watch Jake Tapper or Anderson Cooper or God knows Chris Wallace. And some genius at CNN decided that they would charge people to watch the people they don't watch for free. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, Fox, I've been watching Fox uh, over the weekend, of course, Fox News, and they are really pushing Fox Nation, their subscription service, and they're like rubbing CNN's nose in it because they have all these specials by, you know, Tucker Carlson and, and, you know, some of their big stars of Piers Morgan, who's got a show on Fox nation, a bunch of shows, which are really creating a buzz, particularly Tucker's uh, documentary series. And, uh, and they are wildly successful. People are tuning in and subscribing to Fox nation because they're giving people something that they want, that they haven't had enough of, I guess, you know, CNN didn't get the, you know, the ratings or the memo that people aren't watching these frauds, these failures. Poppy Harlow, someone's going to tune in to watch uh, Don Lemon. I forgot, almost forgot Don Lemon has a show. All right, it was called another real original idea. It was called The Don Lemon Show. Whoa. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this. Make your voice heard in this weekly talk show, a brand new format for this news veteran. There are no limits to the conversation 
as Don Lemon and his studio audience take the most talkable news stories each week. That's it. The most talkable each week. A guy who's on every night for an hour and nobody's watching is going to do a special show where nothing is off limits. And uh, somehow that didn't get people to uh, <laughs> grab grab uh, the computer and uh, log on and subscribe. And sorry to see, hate to see it. God, no, I don't know what Chris Wallace is going to do now, but uh, hey, maybe you could tweet, Chris. We'll let you. We'll let you, Chris. You loser, you failure, you joke. A lot of, lot of people, or I should say a lot, a handful of people on Fox are reveling in this. Greg Gutfeld, Tucker, are all been enjoying the demise of Chris Wallace, who left Fox News because he couldn't stand Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram and Greg Gutfeld asking questions about January 6th, like, were there FBI agents in the crowd? Did Nancy Pelosi set the whole thing up? There's some good questions. And he didn't like that. He said, no, we can't have that. Of course, he asked the same questions, uh, the, the conspiracy questions in 2016 about the Russia hoax. Talked about it for three years. That's okay. That's okay. But if you ask questions about 2020 or about January 6th, that was just too much for Chris Wallace to handle. But uh, we got a lot more to get to. We got to get to that climate change protester who uh, showed the 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 possible effects, the possible result of the lies people tell about climate change to scare you. Hold on, we'll we'll get to that. Let me get to our sponsors, then we'll get to that idiot and uh, the Yankee fans, the worst fans in the world. I can I can confirm that by the way. The uh, the uh, outfielder, one of the players who was pelted. Uh, with trash by the Yankee fans, called them the worst fans in the world. And I've I've sat in the bleachers in Yankee Stadium. I agree. It's it's baseball, but these people are savages, and they showed it on uh, Saturday. It was Miles Straw who said they're worst fans in the world. He's right. And uh, we'll get to the uh, to the climate change protester and the poor National Guardsman who lost his life. Uh, who was. Uh, trying to save illegal immigrant drug dealers in the Rio Grande, and he apparently drowned. That's on Joe Biden. We'll get to that. But first, let me tell you about Siempre Tequila, our new favorite drink, our new spring drink. All right, let's talk about Siempre Tequila. I got your new spring drink here. This is perfect for spring and summer. Siempre was founded in 2015 by Alex and Monica. They took their life savings and started making tequila. It wasn't much, but they made it count. Uh, they figured if it was their favorite drink, the world might agree. Besides, it had to be good because they knew they'd be drinking a lot of it. Well, after they won a few awards and a ton of hard work, Siempre has grown into over 20 markets around the world. It's won multiple awards. It's made traditionally in a small Mexican town called Tequila. How cool is that? Siempre means always. The rose on the bottle symbolizes Beauty in both life and death, good and bad. 100% blue Weber agave from both the highlands and lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico. They use volcanic spring water to make a siempre. Famous people drink it, but there's never going to be a celebrity owner or a celebrity spokesman. Siempre wants you to be your own celebrity. So ask for siempre at your local wine and spirit store or find it online at shop.com. SiempreTequila.com. That is Siempre, S-I-E-M-P-R-E, shop.SiempreTequila.com. I, I, I have to say, one of the things I enjoyed coming home to Ironhead was Callahan Coffee. I still haven't heard a bad review from it. I mean, people, they, they, they have their fun. You know, they can make fun of us for uh, our first branded product, the best damn coffee you'll ever drink. Callahan Coffee, you can get it uh, online. You got to go to callahancoffee.com, click on the link and order up some Callahan Coffee, dark roast, deep, rich, dark coffee, just like, it's like I like, I mean, I love this stuff. And uh, so do a lot of other people. Have you been uh, drinking like a pot a day? Oh yeah. <laughs> when I'm not working, uh, when I'm working at home, it's just on all day. Uh, it's on all day. Well, you can, you can try it. Just, uh, 
order up a pound, see what you think. Let us know what you think. I still haven't had anyone say it's not great stuff, quality stuff. You could order up a Bug the Chug mug while you're at it. Bug the Chug was visiting this weekend, spent a lot of time with Bug the Chug, the greatest little dog, the happiest little dog, blind, the happiest little blind three-legged dog. But you can have some Callahan coffee in your Bug the Chug mug. Just go to CallahanCoffee.com. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to the Yankee fans first, and then we'll do the climate change protester uh, who lit himself on fire and uh, did not did not make it. He is uh, no longer with us. We'll tell you about that fool. But uh, over the weekend, the New York Yankees fans, by the way, in a win at the end of a win over the Cleveland Indians, who I need time to call to get to the. Is it Commanders or Crusaders or what the hell is the name of the team? I think now? it's Commanders is the football team. Guardians, oh, the, I believe, is baseball. Oh, the God. That's right. What an idiotic name. Honest to God. Getting rid of a name is one thing. It's obviously cowardice, just bowing to the mob, saying, oh, we got to get rid of that name, even though it is not demeaning to Indians at all. But they get rid of the name and now they're the, uh, they're the whatever they are, Guardians. Guardians. What's the nickname for Guardians? The Guards? I guess so. The Guards. Anyway, the Guardians were in Yankee Stadium. The Indians lost. uh, The Yankees won. And at the end of the game, the Yankee fans started pelting the uh, Indian players and coaches uh, with trash, with bottles, with cans. Do uh, Do we have a call? We have the call from Michael Kay on this, correct? Yes. Let's listen to his call. telling the fans do not do that they were throwing things at the indian outfielders and you see judge came out and said settle down we don't need that they're throwing cans out there even stanton saying you can't do that that's an awful look this is a celebratory moment for the yankees and and the fans just started to pelt the indian out or the guardian outfielder so but let's look at the positive aspect carlos and that (laughs) let's look at the positive yeah we won all right it's it's not that big a deal, right? I mean, it's trash. It's empty bottles, cans. I don't think anyone got hurt. It's embarrassing. Uh, they added extra security yesterday, and, you know, they apologized, and all the Yankee uh, players were out there apologizing to the Indians. Um, that's fine. We can move on, right? No. What would happen if that were Boston, if that were Fenway, if that were right field in Fenway, if a bunch of fans threw bottles, cans, trash at Indian players, some of whom are players of color. What would they be saying today on ESPN? What would Michael Wilbon be saying on PTI? What would uh, the what would they be uh, writing about in Sports Illustrated? They'd be calling um, them tarp off a lot of seats, I think. Uh, they would well, Michael Wilbon wanted to shut down Fenway Park when they uh, when the, someone supposedly yelled at uh, Adam Jones, which never happened, but hey, we don't want to get bogged down by the facts. Uh, Adam Jones said someone, he was frustrated to review. He was frustrated at uh, Fenway fans who were heckling him, giving him a hard time. So he went to the magical N-word and said they used the N-word. There were no witnesses. Nobody heard it. None of his teammates, none of the umps, none of the security. Just Adam Jones. He has magical ears. He heard something nobody else heard, or in as I believe he just made it up. And the next day he got a standing ovation. The media was behind him 100%. The Red Sox apologized to him. And as usual, talked about their, their racist past and how it haunts them. Uh, they had to change the name of Yaki way because it haunted the owner, John Pizzuti. Uh, that, that is all, um, that, that is what happens in Boston, no matter who does the, you know, hell, Tory Hunter, the following year, told uh, my old radio station that a group of kids chanted the N-word and a group of parents cheered them, which is obviously totally 100% made up. And when they had him on the air, on my old show, they said, why can't people just believe you, Tori? Why do they doubt you, Tori? Yeah. That's, that's what 
the cowards in the Boston media do. They don't ask the question like, did that really happen? How could that possibly have happened? They know he's lying. They know he made it up. They know it didn't happen. And yet the team president, Sam Kennedy, will apologize to him, say, oh, we're trying hard. We're working. You know, there's no place in the game for that, even though they know 100% it was made up. That's what happens in Boston. But this is something I just took a quick look back, way back. Well, 10 months ago, 10 months ago, a Celtic fan, a real hardcore, had the Celtic jersey, and he was at a Celtic playoff game against the Nets, and he threw a water bottle, empty water bottle at Kyrie Irving. Um, that's it. One fan at one game threw a bottle at Kyrie Irving, who happens to be black like most you know NBA players, like most NBA stars that 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 play for opposing teams and get heckled and jeered when they come into your arena. Anyway, so obviously it was just a guy who hates Kyrie Irving. Has there ever been a player who's deserved, you know, to be hated by the opposing fans like Kyrie Irving and Boston fans, a guy who said he would want to stay here and play here and sign a long-term deal and then left and just an absolute dink, as we know, in every by every definition of the word, just a real bad, just a real villain. So some frustrated Celtic fan throws an empty water bottle at him. And what happens? What happens immediately? Boston's racist. Boston is racist because one fan threw. Why is Boston racist and New York is not? Uh, they, they, there wasn't just one player of color out there for the Indians getting pelted. It's a whole bunch of them. Um, but I went back and looked at the reaction, not from New Jersey or New York or Brooklyn or whatever, to this incident with a Red Sox uh, Celtic fan throwing a water bottle, empty water bottle at Kyrie Irving. The reaction in Boston. It's amazing. Immediately in Boston, the people who uh, cover, you know, who know the team, who know the fans, who know this is not racism, they use it. This is like their, their currency. This is what they deal in. It must be racist because it was Boston and because the fan was white. It couldn't just be an, an a-hole fan who crossed the line, like the ones in New York, like the ones all over the country. Only here is it instantly a sign that nothing's changed, that they, they, they took a dump on Bill Russell's house and, and you know, they, the cops uh, mistook D Brown for a bank robber and look at it. Nothing's changed. It's just, do you have the sound from this show, greater Boston? This is a GBH show. This is the welfare station. This is the station that the taxpayers fund. So these bunch of radical lefties could sit there rail against, you know, America, uh, or whatever, uh, you know. Uh, so I click on this. I didn't watch it, but it's just a whole panel talking about how racist this was. It's amazing. Worst. In Boston, this is the only place where the media, the the teams, the ownership of the team, the, the Red Sox, hates their fans. They must, because they call them racist at every turn. Boston owners, Red Sox owners, we know are despicable people. Every opportunity they get, even when it's something totally made up, like the Tory Hunter thing, never fail to, to take the side of the accuser against their own fans. That's what they do here. That's what they do anytime something like this happens. But do you have the sound from this show? What's it called again? It's called, uh, like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a TV show on GBH, a panel show that nobody watches, but we all pay for. And they were discussing just that, was this a day after? It's like a day or two after the water bottle incident. And they were discussing, you know, one fan throwing one water bottle at one player, which means, of course, we're all racist. I have the transcript, you know, it's been, it's been, <sighs> let, let me find it. Let me find it. This is a, uh, Bustelius, he's the guy who works for GBH, who is obviously getting paid by the taxpayers. He says, athletes here are seen, especially black athletes, as nothing more than just that. The personhood is taken for granted. I think there's a level of jealousy that they're successful. 
it goes back to the idea that if they're your guys, they're good black people, good Latinos, because they play for your team. So the bad black, bad blacks and black Latinos pay for the other team. Uh, but they go on and on in this show about uh, how this uh, is just another sign of racism in Boston. By the way, I'm still looking for any reference to New York being racist and how this is, you know, kind of just another incident. You got the, you got the Amadou Diallo incident when he was shot 41 times by cops. You got the Central Park Five. You got a lot of racial incidents in New York. I don't know why this isn't just another in a long line of those ugly incidents, but it's New York, so it's okay. It's laws is not Boston. No big deal. All right, let's get to Shea, and then we're going to get to this lunatic who uh, who believed all the lies he was told about climate change, and uh, and he's no longer with us. So we will uh, bid farewell to one climate change nut job. But first, let me tell, tell you about Shea Concrete. It's time for you to do your big spring home improvement project, and I got one for you. You know those front steps? They're falling apart. They're old. They're crappy. Well, how about a new set of precast concrete steps ready to be installed in your home, whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling and replacing an old staircase? Shea has great values to its designs for any home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. All you got to do is pick out your steps and they will do the rest. They'll take away the old ones, throw them away. I don't know where they throw them, but they'll get rid of them and install your new front steps. When they're done, you'll have a great looking front entrance. It will add value to your home. It's an investment. It's not an expense. Your house will look better. It'll be worth more. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. And in a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. Also, when you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. They're always hiring because business is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions available. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and all different types of skill sets. This is a great company. All you got to do is pass a drug test, which I don't think Ironhead could do. But, uh, you know, uh, we'll see. Um, I don't know about this guy either. What's his name? I had a guy to get his name. This, oh, this idiot. As um, we have his picture. We have his picture. Uh, yeah, let me find it. But I was uh, I was going back and forth a little bit on Twitter uh, over us. Uh, it's on Saturday or Sunday when there was a story um, about how young people are full of anxiety about climate change and environmental concerns and why is this happening? And I tweeted obviously if you if you tell people tell kids that we're all going to die in a apocalyptic ball of fire in eight years, I don't know, maybe you'll give them some anxiety. Maybe that's how it works. Uh, we lied to them, obviously. Idiots like AOC and Ed Markey, two of the dumbest members of Congress, uh, sit there and say it's, you know, uh, just just uh, a couple days ago, Barack Obama said time is running out. We have to take bold action, which is absurd. The guy just bought a, a $9 million home on the ocean in Hawaii. He, he had a Another $12 million home on the ocean in um, Martha's Vineyard. That guy thinks time is running out. The seas are rising and we're all going to die. They're lying to you. They don't believe that. It's just a way to scare you. They deal in fear and they start them young. Hell, kids are in elementary school. They're all worried. The world won't be here when I'm older. We're all going to die. They believe that because adults tell them that. It's one of the great great scandals of our time that kids are raised to think that if we don't do something right away, we're all going to die in this big inferno. Uh, you had um, AOC said, we're all going to die in 10 years. And Bernie Sanders, cause he's old, changed it to eight years. He said, no, it's eight years. We're all going to die. So why, why do you suppose there's such anxiety among kids kids who are being told by their teachers, by their parents in some cases, that if we don't stop using plastic straws, if we don't drive electric cars, we're all going to die. And it's funny, I retweeted a, a story about how uh, China is doubling down on coal-fired power plants. 
They're building a new one like once a week. <laughs> they, they don't care. China doesn't care. Russia doesn't care. Africa, India. Why do we think just us that we're going to make a big difference? So China doubles down on coal-fired power plants and Boston spends $7 million on new electric school buses. Do you see anything? And, and I'll, I'll tweet about it and people will say, at least we're doing something. Well, yeah, you're wasting, you're pissing away $7 million. How does that help? If the world is not with you on this, I'm pretty sure one little city, one little dot on the map isn't going to make a difference when they go to electric school buses. But when I mock this, invariably a bunch of people say, at least we're trying, we're doing something. I'm like, what, what are you doing? You're doing nothing except wasting money. But again, it has an effect when you have enough people tell you, you know, we're all going to die. Kids believe it. They, they grow up with anxiety and they worry that if we don't, you know, all get Priuses or we don't all uh, use, you know, plastic stra- uh, paper straws, then, then we're dead. So do you get his name? The f- poor gentleman who's no longer with us. There he is. Win Allen. Win Allen Bruce, a, uh, a environmentalist fanatic went before the Supreme court building and set himself. He's a 50 year old guy, looks healthy, thin, health, you know, fit, set himself on fire to bring attention to climate change. Again, then China right now, sorry to break it to you win, but they don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care about climate change. They don't care about electric buses in Boston or plastic straws. They're busy building coal fired power plants in Russia. They're laughing at people like you. It's amazing. No one will take, no one will say, boy, maybe we uh, went a little heavy on the rhetoric telling this, this idiot that we're all going to die if we don't do something dramatic soon. If China and India don't get involved, it's useless. I mean, China has 1.4 billion people. We have 330 million. We have 14% of the population. It doesn't matter if every city got electric school buses and everybody composted and everybody stopped using plastic cups. What the hell's going to matter if China doesn't do it? Whatever. I do this all the time. I'm sick of it. But did you already play the video of him, uh, of poor Wynn? So uh, the video is like 13 seconds long. I have it paused. We can pause. You could see him. Oh, there he is. He sat down against the wall, which is a little weird. If you light yourself on fire, wouldn't you stand up and run around and be all dramatic? I think he's trying to imitate that, um, that monk that did it. (laughs) I think a lot of monks have done it over the years. I was reading about other people who've set themselves on fire in protest. Man, I could, I could, uh, I could, you know, maybe wave a sign, maybe March, even laying down in traffic. Those, I hate those people, but it doesn't, you're going to go home at the end of the day and, you know, uh, you don't, have, don't work. Obviously the people laying down in traffic don't have jobs. They're, 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 they're freeloaders, but that I could see lighting yourself on fire. You do you know you're going to die or you think you might have burns that, you know, just, you know, ruin your whole, you know, your face and everything and you blind you for the rest of your life. I mean, are you hoping to die? Is that the plan? I don't know. There's a guy using a parking cone trying to get as much water on him as possible. So they tried to uh, put the fire out? Yeah. And apparently, from what I'm seeing, he died 24 hours later in a hospital. Oh, Jesus. So 24 hours. Can you imagine anything more painful? No. 24 hours in agony. Ugh. Because you think you're somehow going to stop climate, whatever. You're going to help. They're going to take action against climate change now. Now that you uh, let yourself on fire. God, we have to stop lying to people. We have to be realistic, be honest. We have to tell them that the world isn't going to end in eight years. The world is never going to end. As, as, as George Collins said, the world is fine. People are fucked. You know, it's, yes. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. The earth has been here for a billion, four billion years. It's going to be here for another four billion years. And, and you know what? If the temperature went up a half a degree, you, you're, we'll, we'll adjust. The humans are, Remarkable, innovative. We will adjust. Elon Musk will think of something. It <laughs> yes, won't be a big yes, deal. <laughs> it's honest to God. I, 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 his, I wanted to find the story just to quickly say BBC story. Surprising. 
A chronic fear of, of environmental doom is increasingly common among children and young people. How can it be fixed? And I have a simple solution. Stop telling them the world's going to end in eight years. We're raising a bunch of neurotics thinking we're all going to die if we don't immediately, immediately take drastic action. School, electric school buses for everybody. <laughs> Just insane. But this is the result. One idiot lights himself on a fire and uh, checks out. So uh, um, RIP, condolences to uh, the family of uh, Wynn Allen Bruce, that moron. But uh, we didn't have time to get to Taylor Lorenz. Maybe we'll do it for another, and uh, say do it tomorrow, because I, I just, another hilarious moment is when she is crying because people were mean yeah. to her. Yeah. A woman, a woman who doxes people for a living. Yeah. We, we will mock her another day, I promise. It's, it's worth it, but we had so much to get to on this busy Monday. I'm going to call it Elon Musk Monday. Today's the day he reclaims Twitter for, uh, makes it back, returns it into a platform of free speech and robust debate. You go, Elon, you go. And, and by the way, keep making fun of Bill Gates. God, <laughs> I enjoyed that. But, uh, we will leave it there for today. Thank you to everybody for watching, listening. I'd say I'd say thanks to uh, Ironhead, but eh, eh. <laughs> Mess we'll up work, video. Um, <laughs> you know what? We went too long anyway, so why don't you cut all that out? Can you do that? <laughs> I can do that. Cut all that out. We'll tighten this up, and uh, and uh, we'll uh, save all this other stuff for tomorrow. But uh, it's good to be back. Go, Musk, man. Uh, I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks it takes Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.